Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about closing the cybersecurity skills gap. It's my privilege to be speaking with Austin Murphy. He's Vice President, Managed Services with CrowdStrike. Austin, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. So, Austin, organizations everywhere are feeling the cybersecurity skills crunch. But you say that it's more than skills. What pains do you find that public sector organizations in particular are feeling right now? So I don't think the problem is exactly that defenders are not as skilled as the attackers in this case. It's really that cybercrime is asymmetrical. So it just takes less effort to attack, for example, you know, 50 different organizations with uh, a phishing scheme or a ransomware attack than it does to defend them all. So in some ways, it's really more of a capacity problem than a skills gap per se. The gap is widening, uh, you know, I think mainly drive, driven by the fact that our networks are becoming more complex. They're more distributed and mobile, cloud-enabled. You know, therefore, it's becoming more of a challenge to properly defend them using traditional methods. So, Austin, in the absence of having the proper skills or the capacity, as you say, what do you find that organizations are doing, and why is that ineffective in the long run? Well, we see a lot of organizations that are using the resources that they have and try and focus on the most important things. And they do this by filtering out detections that are below a certain threshold in an attempt to focus their efforts on the most critical things with the capacity that they have available. Uh, this strategy kind of misses the opportunity to identify those small issues before they become a larger uh, critical you know, crisis. And we know that it's common for in large data breaches or uh, large you know, critical security failures that they'll start out at a single endpoint that's compromised with commodity malware. And you know, from there, the attackers will sell or trade access into that network to another group that perpetrates a much larger attack. Uh, so we're missing the opportunity to stop it before it becomes much worse. And we see many organizations additionally deal with capacity challenges by shifting some of the costs proper incident handling over to IT help desks or the business users themselves. And they do this by you know, tasking uh, IT to rebuild compromised computers from scratch instead of going through the process of investigating and remediating the threats themselves. This takes the cost of incident handling and shifts that over to IT and end users that are disrupted while, they're, while their laptops are being re-imaged, for example. And additionally, many companies are, are looking to manage service solutions that are helping augment their capacity, but the vast majority of managed service providers are really only bringing part of the incident handling life cycle. They are triaging detections and doing you know, research to add value and context, but ultimately, uh, many cases, they're just sending those enriched alerts over to an organization to actually remediate the problem. So it's certainly a help, but it's not a comprehensive solution. Austin, you talked about incident handling. How can organizations better leverage technology to improve this? Sure. So security teams need to leverage technology that has some critical capabilities that should support what we consider the fundamental areas of security operations. That, at a high level is prevention, detection, and response. Those are the three components that are really needed. Uh, the tools themselves that are selected need to provide visibility into a computing environment with real-time data so that most of these issues are you know, prevented before they start and, and we're given a team visibility. If this visibility gives the analysts the ability to triage and, and quickly understand the context. 
for example, what happened before the malicious payload was prevented from executing. So to, to seek to understand the root cause and take actions to remediate the issue, including persistence mechanisms, et cetera, so that threats can be remediated without needing to perform a, you know, full system rebuild, rebuilds. Take us a step further. How does this address the speed of response? Oh, the speed of response is critical. Yeah, we recently at CrowdStrike published a global threat report where we highlighted why this is so important. Uh, attackers are operating on a timeline and compromising a single endpoint. It typically doesn't get them exactly what they're after. So from that endpoint that they compromise, typically through phishing, they have to escalate privileges, enumerate other systems on the network, identify their targets or the data they're looking to, uh, to steal, uh, move laterally. In order for them to win, they've got to get all that done. And if we can do our job faster than they can do theirs, they lose. So that's the goal every day. And speed to response is the best way to be successful. Austin, how does remote remediation fit into this picture you've painted? So the ability to remotely remediate an endpoint is critical in a modern network where users are mobile and they depend heavily on their IT system to do their job. Uh, in order to engage um, the modern attackers that we face and expect to win, we need to be able to quickly and remotely stop the attacks and eradicate the attacker's access into, into the environment. And if you're depending on a security service provider to identify the attack and then tasking your help desk to rebuild a compromised computer, that's it's simply just not fast enough in order to be successful, especially if that means coordinating with the end user for a convenient time for them to be without their laptop for a few hours or asking them to bring their hardware into, into an office. We just need to be moving much more quickly than that. And so remote remediation is the way to have that kind of global reach outside of the network to where the users are uh, and do that quickly enough to, to, to win. Austin, talk to me about CrowdStrike. What are you doing to help public sector organizations particularly address these issues? But how can these same solutions scale for use by private sector organizations? Sure. So uh, my team is the uh, CrowdStrike Falcon Complete team. And Falcon Complete is our offering where we're providing the technology that facilitates uh, prevention, detection, and response. And we're delivering it with uh, the management team of certified experts. Uh, they're analysts that are providing that human judgment and the expertise needed to combat the modern threats that we're facing. Uh, additionally, to, to clarify, our workflow has us engaged in the entire incident handling lifecycle. So uh, not only just detection and prevention, but also incorporating full remote response there. So we're eradicating threats in, in the fastest time possible. Very good. Austin, I appreciate your time and insight today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tom. Again, we've been talking about closing the cybersecurity skills gap, and I've just been speaking with Austin Murphy. He's Vice President, Managed Services, CrowdStrike. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.